Welcome to Booked, where two guys have been talking about the books they're reading for how long? Seven goddamn years. <sighs> yeah. Seven years, This is buddy. the year. This is the year where we have to bring on, like, a cute kid. Oh, like, yeah. As, a, as yeah. like, a new host that people will be like, oh, but he's so cute. Like, that's what happens year seven. Yeah. And then you get tired of the kid and then, like, it just never comes back again. Yeah, he just walks off bike one day, and we yeah. never talk about him again. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm Livia Studden. Hey, man! Congrats on hey. seven years. Hey, congrats to you! Not only is it seven years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. How could I? Forget? So, if you're listening to this the day it's released, not only is it seven years, it's Easter. Mm-hmm. If you celebrate that, uh, you know, like non-Orthodox Easter, it's April Fool's Day. It's our seven-year anniversary. It's our 400th episode. Yeah, dude. And it's the final episode of the podcast. I thought we were going to wait till the end for that. <laughs> oh, was I not supposed to talk about right. that well, at the beginning we'll of the episode? Yeah. God damn it. All That's, right, so yeah. let's just bring on the cute kid for this episode <laughs> then. <laughs> and we'll, 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 we'll walk that back. This is not the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> but we do have a cute kid. We do have a cute kid. He's hanging out. He's sleeping on Rob's futon mm. naked, I think. What? That's Do you not awful. know? Are we not talking about that? That's horrible. I didn't want to pretend it. <laughs> All right. Oh. Wow. Rob does have a house guest. So yeah, he's not a boy. And he's, he's got cute. Boy. Yeah, he's cute. He's not a boy, and he's not naked. And I don't have a well, futon. Oh, yeah. No, you used to have a futon. I did have a futon. I you upgraded. Futon. Upgraded yeah, to like, well, a, like a leather... Like an actual couch. I know. Well, see, this is what happens after seven years. You're raking in that leather couch money. It looks exactly like uh, I could do some casting on it. Nice. You know, like if I <laughs> nice blank white wall behind it. No. That's so. year year seven. Yeah. Rob will be auditioning people for the podcast. Yeah. In his in his uh, casting <laughs> casting studio. Rigorous um, auditions. Yeah, lots of stuff going on, man. I mean, that's like the perfect culmination of everything. So it's always been April Fool's Day mm-hmm. and our anniversary. Not on purpose. Have we ever talked about this? It wasn't that we did it on purpose. It just happened to be like the day you edited the podcast yeah. and uploaded it like the first time. Yeah, it was the day it was posted. That's all it was. I think I remember back to the first time, and it, it took like days to get that that episode up. <laughs> We and, and multiple takes, right? Didn't it take us? Um, was it? Our, I thought it was our second one we had to do uh, twice. One of them, there was multiple attempts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we didn't have a recording, or yeah. So we've we've faced we've faced some struggles in seven years, and I'll tell you right now, if I were a listener, I'd just tune out now because we're all we're going to do is talk about ourselves in the last seven years. So if you're not into that, go listen to a different podcast. So I, I scrolled back on my calendar to April first, two thousand eleven. I think it's because it was a Friday. I think that's why we did that. That could be. That yeah. could be. Yeah. Three Seconds by Rosalind and Hellstrom was our first episode. I recently listened to it. Um, it's probably been about a month. I think we talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but it's like two completely different people that are that are doing this <laughs> podcast. You mean like people who cared and like put forth yeah, effort? Yeah, we, we were so well. I, I'm telling you, so I, I I may be rehashing stuff for people who are longtime listeners, but I used to keep a, uh, oh, it's not a reporter's notebook. What is like that? A steno, uh, like a yes. steno notebook? Yeah. yeah. So I had the two sides and I would make like, I would write down quotes <laughs> and on the other side I would make like comment notes 
And now half the time I'm like, I don't even remember what the fuck we read. I'm just going to have to depend on Rob to tell me what this book was because I finished it like three days ago and I can't be bothered to remember the plot. Yeah, there is a whole conversation at one point of like stopping doing quotes. Well, it's uh, I I, I listened to a few old episodes, um, like I said, maybe about a month ago, and I I don't even remember how it started, but I was just kind of poking around and and I I made some observations and I, I share these with Rob, not on the podcast, but. In listening to some of the really early ones, we we like took extra time. And, and Rob challenged me on this a little bit, and I think he's right. But at the time, we everybody was a new listener, if there were even listeners. So we yeah. had to explain. And we did a really diligent job of explaining things. And now we just assume that the few people that are listening know exactly what we're referencing. Right. If it's something in our own past, or, or if it's something about someone we know. So when we say something about... Craig Clevenger. We just assume that everybody listening knows who Craig Clevenger is, and that may or may not be the case. But we we really took the time and and were so prepared. And now we do our seven year anniversary episode, our four hundredth episode. And you guys want to know what happened ten minutes before we started? And I was like, I think I've got an idea. And I was like, That's great because I have no idea. Like, I'm completely not prepared. It's like I didn't know seven years was coming up. I didn't know we're coming up on four hundred episodes. It just uh, totally I knew caught you by this. surprise. Yeah. I, I've known it for months. And uh, yeah, so we kind of wing it a lot more than we used to. Would that make us a winger? Oh, God. Do you want, can we just talk about 80s hair bands this episode? How's that sound? I mean, I feel you'd, like you'd be more prepared for that than um, <laughs> always. Yeah. Then, yeah. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a stroll down memory lane. Um, that first episode. So I've gone back and I've listened to some of the earlier ones, and I don't see as big of a divide between what we do now and what we did then. What I will say is that, like, um, I have recently listened to some of the earlier episodes and skipped forward to some of the later ones just because, like, the newer ones seem a lot more chummy and fun and casual. And I I feel like I like that better than the earlier ones where we were much more stiff and, and regimented. So... I personally prefer the way that we're handling newer episodes, but I mean, I'm not saying there's not merit to to the older approach. I will tell you, this is the beauty of our relationship. You say stiff, more stiff and regimented, and I say prepared and professional. Yeah. <laughs> they mean the exact, we're talking about the exact same thing. So. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't want to stick up my butt, but I, I just, I wonder when the first time we were funny was. Because, you know, I, it's not that we're, we're comedy. I don't consider myself a really funny person. I don't necessarily think of you as a really funny person. But Thanks. we do tend, we, we do tend <laughs> to say some things that after, I, after you know, talking about it, if I listen back to an episode, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was hilarious, you know, or I'm chuckling yeah. out loud listening to it. And I know that wasn't in the first 10 episodes or so. I don't, no, I don't think it was. No. no, and I think that probably your humor was shining through a little bit more in the beginning than mine. If I had to hazard a guess on that one. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that would take going back and listening to all those old episodes. And who's got time for that except for new listeners who are like, these guys are so amazing. I need to listen to old. I need to listen to 399 other episodes. Nobody needs to listen to those early episodes. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember what our first interview was? Our first interview was, was it Caleb Ross or was it Anthony Neal Smith? So oddly enough, yeah, I, I figured you would know what happened. We interviewed Caleb first, but uh-huh. I, I 
think we posted the Neil Smith oh. interview first. Oh, they so were back to back. Those, we did them a little out of order. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Caleb J. Ross was the first interview that we posted. But yeah, I, I believe that we did those out of order for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Neil Smith was the first one that we had on a call talking to, if that sounds right. Do you remember how excited I was? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think that our, I think we might, like, I don't know if desensitize is the right word, but we've become accustomed to, uh, we've built up a tolerance to authors, I guess, if you want to talk to it in drug terms. But like, yeah, you were giddy about, uh, about talking to this author that you had enjoyed books of. So I mean, it was like a new concept. We'd never really done that before. Um, so yeah, yeah, you were, you were bouncing off walls. Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, it was pretty early on. So I'm, I'm to be fair, I'm looking at a list, right? So that was ep- episode 11 was Caleb Ross. Episode 12 was Neil Smith. That's two months into doing this that we have interviews with people, which is something I didn't imagine. Yeah. When we started, it was ever going to happen. And then we were super excited about it because that first year we did like 30 interviews. <laughs> and then <laughs> in the subsequent six years, we've done about 30 interviews. <laughs> So, uh, well, yes, I guess I didn't do the maths on that, but I, I didn't either. But yeah. I, I, I feel like I feel like that seems about right. So, looking at um, the list of early episodes, I think that one of the significant things was our first couple interviews. But if you look at just the first, say, ten episodes or so, six episodes in, we introduced an interlude, which was essentially. I, an episode where we didn't read a book because that was the only thing we had done to that point. But I feel like we put more effort into making sure we had something to talk about on an interlude where we didn't have a book to talk about. I feel like that episode was very overly prepared for, if I remember properly. I listened to that one. We talked about some of our favorite books. Yes, we were very, very well. You could tell we were working from notes. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, I just got back from the bar and we have to record an episode because it has to go up in a couple days. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's exactly what it was. I wouldn't have thought that our first interlude was only six episodes in. If yeah. you asked me, I'd have been like, it was probably months before we did an interlude. But I can tell you why, because the episode following that was The Pale King, which was a beast of a book and i think that the interlude yeah. idea came up because we we're like man we gotta get our weekly episode up but uh we're, we're nowhere near done with, with the book because this thing is terrible that book was a terrible book <laughs> yeah we had two weeks we needed two weeks to read it because it was yeah. so monstrous yeah that was the first terrible book we reviewed i liked that book <laughs> i liked that book i was and actually that... recently listening to our conversation we had with david james keaton and um, I think it was the first time we had him on. It was his first interview, which mm-hmm. is also in the first year of the uh, of the podcast. And he made a comment about the Pale King's book cover, um, where it should have been a suicide king because it was a it was a playing card, like a queen yeah. or whatever. So he okay. was the first funny thing that he was, was the first, yeah, first yeah, person to it. probably pull a laugh off this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then we went into the warmed and bound sessions, which was. Uh, uh, well documented here on the podcast, but happened um, more as a as a mistake than than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can rehash that story real fast. So we were, uh, I think, a lot because of the Caleb J. Ross interview. We got hooked up with um, the people that were in charge of 
well, Pelavia. I don't know why I'm. Yeah, I don't know why I, don't yeah. know why I didn't just say her name. Uh, uh, and and proposed doing a series of interviews, which there was a miscommunication that led to, I think, a total of because we did seventeen interviews, but I think nineteen total people, nineteen or twenty one or something, mm-hmm. said they wanted to get interviewed, and at one, at some point we're like, you know, we gotta we gotta shut this off. Um, and we were doing an interview a day. That's the insane. What in the hell were we thinking? Like, we're like, we're just going to post an interview a day until the, you know, like between now and like a, a few days after the book releases or like a week after the book releases. And it yeah. was while I was moving from Vermont back to <laughs> Illinois. That, my friend, is called ambition. It's something that this podcast has not seen in nearly six years. That's <laughs> true. Like, so, if, uh, it was it was a great idea. And yeah, the, the, mis- the misunderstanding was, hey, how about you reach out and get some people um, to be interviewed? And she just kind of forwarded that information to all. Like every contributor. Yeah. And then the email starts. So I was like, oh, the first one, I, the first one that came back was Craig Clevenger. And um, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever been more <laughs> flabbergasted, like just out of, like out of my mind, giddy. Like I was like, this like, can't be real. You're like Neil Smith who? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, essentially, that's that's <laughs> sadly what happened. But I was so excited. And then I got like another response. And then like two hours later, there was another response. And I was like, wow, these these are really rolling in. And like by the, by the next night, I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do? All these fucking people keep responding. What the <laughs> fuck happened? So, yeah. And it led to like a real like efficient workflow. I think that the best production we've ever done was then because we essentially had to be recording interviews preparing for other interviews by reading and composing, you know, interview questions, editing audio, posting episodes, all in the same flow. So like every day that was happening. So like if it was, you know, Nick Corpon, we were interviewing, that means we were posting Axel Tayari, but we were preparing for Bob Pastorella or whatever. So like it was, it was this whole, it was a lot. It was too much. It was. That's essentially what it would be like if we tried to do like a daily like YouTube channel or like a daily podcast. And there are some out there. Um, that's what the workflow would be. I mean, you know, we'd probably do five days a week or, or something like that. But, yeah, that's that's what I imagine some of the people that, that run shows like that. That's what they go through. But then usually they're making money and that's their job because we yeah. both working full time right. <laughs> doing, doing other stuff. So. Um, but I mean, what a wild time that was and, and super exciting. Um, I yeah. loved every minute of it, even though at times it was a little daunting, as you said, to kind of just keep track of what we were doing. But um, I, I think I think that was super important for the first year of the podcast. Ultimately, we made some 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 great connections there that have turned into people we're still friends with now, nearly seven years later. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it also really helped us establish an audience. Yeah, I think it set a really good foundation for us, way, way better than we ever could have done if we did it intentionally. Yeah. I'll very quickly mention a couple other things from year one. Um, and, and again, interviews, but Max Berry? Yeah, dude. How the hell did that happen? Like, I don't even, like, I don't even understand how that happened. I imagine that, like, we sent an email and he said yes, but that was uh, pretty awesome. And then Donald Ray Pollock. 
we might have the only audio interview available on the internet with Donald <laughs> Ray Pollock. <laughs> Man, that was so cute. Uh, or cute's not the right word, but so charming because, um, uh, like you could, he, he, he lives what in Southern Indiana? Does he live around Southern Indiana or Ohio? He lives out there somewhere. In yeah, like the, somewhere. Yeah. Like, Mid- like the, plain, the great plains kind of country or whatever. And, um, while we're talking to him, you can hear like freight trains chugging along off in the distance, like, you know, on his side of the phone and stuff. It was really, it was, and like the dude's just awesome. He's an amazing author. So yeah, that was cool. Some big gets. Very, very big gets. Um, and then we wrapped up that year with just a ton of readings cause we had the noir at the bar in, um, Oh God, where were we? I don't no, remember. that was 2012. Right, but that still was in our first year. Oh, are we doing are we doing calendar years or year years? Year years. So you're going into April? I don't know. I I was thinking I'm thinking I'm thinking in calendar years. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. I just figure it's our seven year anniversary, which falls kind of not mid year, but you know. Oh, all right. Yeah, fine. If you want to <laughs> be right, that's okay. <laughs> Do you want me to take that again? No, or? no, no. Okay. So as I was saying, um, we kind of finished that out with just a ton of readings, which is also new for us. Yeah, in the first 12 months of making a podcast, we really hit the ground running. In we put in more work in those first, like, what, how many episodes? Maybe 80? Yeah, 77, yeah. technically. Probably than we've done in like spans of years. <laughs> yeah. We, we met a lot of, like, we made so many new acquaintances. We got so many different voices on the podcast. We did so many different types of things. It was ambitious. We did intro two episodes in that first year. Intro to Bizarro, intro to Hardboiled. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh it was nuts. And you would think that we wouldn't find anything new to do in year two. Did we? We did. We did our first movie review. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What does shit author say? I don't even know what this episode is. Shit authors say was uh what is that? <laughs> I don't know. There's hold on. Oh, that was a that was a live I think it was a live. Yeah, I yeah, hear background noise. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, it was um Yeah, I don't remember exactly what that was, but it was a live it was a reading. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I'm looking through a list of our episodes I'm like I don't even what know what this that? episode what does this mean? What is this? Oh. Uh, <laughs> but um yeah, mo- yeah, and then, um, but also, we dipped into some of the more mainstream stuff with like Fifty Shades of Grey. I can't believe that was that long ago that we did Fifty Shades of Grey. So some things yeah. feel like like forever ago. And Fifty Shades of Grey, I mean, if you just asked me, like, if I wasn't paying attention, you'd be like, "Hey, how long ago did you review Fifty Shades of Grey?" I'd be like, "I don't know, like a year and a half ago, two years ago." Yeah, try six. Yeah, yeah. well, we did it twice. To be fair, <laughs> so because we can get to that a little later, but yeah, we did go a lot more mainstream that second year. We read some J.K. Rowling. Um, we did more noir at the bar, so a lot of live readings, yeah. um, interviews. Our first three author interview was in that second year, which was a format that we used a couple of times pretty successfully, I think. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> which uh, the uh, f- podcast uh, friend, a friendly podcast of ours, a podcast friend of ours, whatever you want to call it. This is horror. Basically, took that concept and decided to do the exact opposite, where they took an author interview and put it in three episodes. We're putting three authors in one episode. 
Are we at the part where we take shots at other podcasts? I, I don't see it on my schedule. Is that is that where I mean, we're at already? Seven years, we can do whatever we want. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Seven years, 400 episodes. Um, I think we've earned the right. Hell yeah. But hashtag love, this is horror. Of course. Without yeah. a doubt. They're coming up on uh, they're coming up on an anniversary of sorts, too. What is it? They're like five years, right? Yeah. 200 yep. episodes? I don't know yep. how that maths out, but yeah. They had a slow start, and then they just, like, slammed their foot on the gas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. And you... I brought back the motorcycle gangs for this episode. I don't know if you hey, just heard. Yeah, yeah. That's Rob awesome. and I were talking about how clean the episodes have sounded lately. <laughs> but now, nostalgia takes us back to year two, when which motorcycle gangs um, are driving by my place. And uh, <clears throat> Rob has a parade of uh, drunken gay people outside of his apartment that are just waiting for his signal to start making a lot of rowdy noise. I can make that. I can make that happen. Listen, that was a big part of year two. Was it? Yeah. That was happening a lot. Wait, I don't know, but I didn't live in the city. Wait, where was I living in 2012? I was back in the suburbs of Illinois. Oh, were you in the suburbs? Or I wasn't in the, the city? city yet. I think that was 2013, okay. 14. All right. Maybe it's that's all right. a big swirl. It is. When you said, hey, let's talk about year by year. I was like, I don't fucking remember what happened in <laughs> what year. So I, I'm terrible with time. Um, Big interview that popped up in the year two would be sg brown that was another big uh that was one of like livius's authors where he had always admired their work and uh on a whim we emailed and said hey what about an interview it was right after we we reviewed lucky bastard and he was like yeah and he ended up being like one of the sweetest nicest most generous kind of authors we'd ever talked to i will say and this is not i'm not even gonna click on on to see who this was but the episode before that was three author episode and then sg brown gets his own episode <laughs> if, that, if that explains how i feel <laughs> yeah those three those three perfection. authors are like oh man we're unbooked i'm on i'm on this episode with these other two authors getting interviewed and then a week later they're like what yeah <laughs> okay so an episode and, and I'm, I'm not doing this to, to to put you on the spot but I have been so excited about a good number of these interviews. Is it that you just don't carry the same level of excitement or is it just that I, I, that we just chase people I've been enamored with for years? (laughs) I think that like, I've got two answers to that. The first is that I don't get excited about things like at all. It's just not, I don't operate. I don't get to that level. I just don't get excited. But the other thing is like, and, and anybody who's been a listener for, a good chunk of the time that we've we've been doing this, we'll know that Livius, you choose the books, which means like you pretty much also choose the authors. I kind of steer them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Max, so some of them are ones that I decide, hey, let's see if we could get this person. Mm-hmm. Like you wanted to do Machine Man, you wanted to re- you wanted to review Machine Man by Max Berry. Mm-hmm. I was the one that was like, I'm gonna send an email see if he wants to do an interview. Yeah. Um, but there's still like. The, well, and I think it's pretty much disaster every time we get someone I want to talk to, or, or uh, not talk to, but review. Like, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it's disaster. You always hate this stuff, <laughs> you know. And I, I like so many things. Yeah, it's just not the stuff that I like. Yeah, that that is true. Well, but a lot of that holds true for how we feel about TV shows and movies too. I think there's some that we can agree on, and then we couldn't be further apart in our tastes. Yeah. 
on other things. Music, too. I think we could probably come up. I think once we came up with one musician that we both really liked and everything else is just an eye roll from one of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, our second uh, our second year brought our hundredth episode, which oddly enough, I don't we didn't have like a one year anniversary episode. Yeah. Which is a little uh, a little weird, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think that was so, yeah. well, it was also right in the middle of of all of the readings that we were posting. So that that fell right at yeah. the time where um, we were in Chicago um, at that convention, thing. AWP, that Two, one yeah, um, where we got to meet a lot of these people for the first time in person. So that was a, a very good time. And, and quite honestly, when some lifelong friends were made. Here's all right. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I want to draw special attention to an episode that happened in our second year. That if it was, if if year two were a VHS, this episode would be like the the part that's worn down because I just kept playing it over and over again. <laughs> Do you have a guess? I am going to guess. I I, I can't find it on here. <laughs> that that was our first. Um, that was the zombie spectacular extravaganza spectacular. Would be my guess. Okay, you are wrong. Oh man! Um, it's back in the readings. Specifically, I'm not going to make you guess because no one wants to listen to that. But um, episode 75, the wrong kind of reading featuring David James Keaton, where yeah. it was our initial introduction to um, the story at the time was called Tap Tap Tap, which later became uh, a main, a big section of the David James Keaton novel, The Last Projector. That episode. I have probably listened to, and this is awful. Like it's kind of embarrassing. Thirty times, I would guess. I'm tempted to go look at our statistics by location. <laughs> See if you can narrow that number down. <laughs> yeah. It's a big number because, like, it, it was our introduction. It was our introduction to David James Keaton on a grander scale. Like we had interv- we had reviewed his ZB&B and we interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like 50 episodes later that we actually heard him read something else. And um, his reading style was just good. It was really oh, good. Oh, for sure. He's he's still one of the most fun people to listen to read. And, and we've seen, I don't know, have we seen 100 people read? Sure, easily. Yeah, yeah. E- easily the most fun um, and entertaining to see reading. So if you ever get a chance, you definitely want to do that. Yeah, so if you had, if you were to like, put me on the spot and say, Rob, of the 400 episodes you've done, like name top five me, I would, he would be, that would, that would make top five. It'd probably be like one, two, <laughs> three. Our zombie extravaganza spectacular was in 2011. So that was in year one. And we should note that that was the first, I don't know, holiday episode that we did, I guess. I mean, we do them it's pretty just, regularly yeah. now, it's but I would specialty, say that was yeah. a, yeah. Um, that that was a, a a a great amount of fun and and yeah if I had to pick one of my top five episodes I think that would have to be in there somewhere. Yeah, that was a good one. That was um and the and the who were the guests? It was Amanda and Chris Deal. Yep. Back when we got Chris Deal's voice on our podcast, that's uh, <laughs> I think yeah. that happened all of twice. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was the warm to bound interviews, and then um, and oh that, no, no, yeah. no, because he was at the reading when we did the book anthology oh. books too. So at least three times. Three. I'm gonna say three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're probably gonna move through the next few years a little faster, right? Are we? Are we? All right. I got a call out. Episode one hundred and five. 
was right. our review of Zoo by James Patterson <laughs> as being probably one of the first. I think this was one of our most malicious book choices because we knew going into it that we were just going to shred it unless by some miracle it was actually like a good book. Yeah. So that's probably one of the first times that we like chose a book just to tear it up. And I think we did a good job of it, but there was a companion part to that book review, which was I had written like a breakdown chapter by chapter of like my thoughts as I was going through it. And we had like a sister site for a while. I can't remember. It was like a WordPress site where we put up extra content and stuff. And my, uh, my chapter breakdown of that book was on there and it actually got like thousands of hits. Like it was very, very popular. Do you even understand why? I mean, the stuff you wrote was, was, was clever. It was funny. It was accurate, but God damn it. Why are so many people searching for that? And then going to like, that's the part I'm confused about, not the quality of what you put up, but how does somebody even get to that? Yeah. And why so many? For that specific thing, I, I don't know. I mean, like, granted, um, Patterson's just a famous author, so it's more likely that someone's gonna be searching, like, more of more people will be searching for him. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't understand people. I, just <laughs> I, don't. I never, I never understand people. <sighs> yeah. um, towards the end of that second year, um, we were in Boston. We posted the Manarchy reading, which was yeah. the classiest reading we'd ever been at. That little gallery, that yeah, weird the poster, poster gallery. gallery. Yeah, that was beautiful cool. and very, very cool. Um, and, you know, and that was a that was another um, just great time. We got to meet Paul Tremblay, um, who hung out with us uh, at our at the reading and then at our like little hotel gathering afterwards. So that was a good yep. time. It was a, it was a good way to finish out that second year. We actually on that Boston trip also met Rob Roberge. That's true. That. At the, we, we got his um, cost of living book and we got it signed sure. and everything. It yeah. was like a, a, a cool moment. We met um, Matt Bell. The same. The same. Ah, that's right. We met Matt Bell. Same place. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Uh, and we met Cameron Pierce. I mean, we met a number of people on that on that particular trip that uh, that we wound up in some ways doing stuff with. And, you know, others like we've never had Matt Bell on the podcast, which is a little weird. Yeah. How does that? I don't know. He's, he's too busy running. He might be so. Um, maybe maybe next book he has out. Maybe we'll do that. Oh, dude! And then at the end of that year, we also had um, that Wendig month. So that was when we first won a This Is Horror award, right? For two thousand, yeah, the two thousand twelve mm-hmm. awards were awarded at the beginning of two thousand thirteen. We were the podcast of the year, and Chuck Wendig got novel of the year, right? No, he was the runner up. Yeah, yeah. We decided to do some runner-up stuff, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yep. So we reviewed Blackbirds, and then immediately decided to do Mockingbird, and then immediately decided to interview Chuck Wendig. So there was like three straight weeks where all you heard was us talk about or to Chuck Wendig. Yeah. And yeah, that was Wendig month. Wendig month. Sometimes it still feels like Wendig month. I talk about Chuck, Chuck Wendig a lot. Oh, I'm so excited about the beginning of the following year. I just looked at where we're going to this. <laughs> so let's start. Let's start at the beginning. So the end of year two, beginning of year three, we decided to celebrate our, our two year anniversary at that point with The Rapist by Les Edgerton. How is there not a two year anniversary episode? Like, I don't understand when this started happening that we were doing this. I'm sure we acknowledged it because they yeah. posted it on April 1st. And I'm sure that was by design. 
Right, right. Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. What did we do a year? In re- we did a year in review for 2012 at the end of 2012. So we were getting into the idea of like milestone episodes. So it's weird that we didn't do a second anniversary episode. It is very weird. But then go ahead. <sighs> yeah. Your your second favorite episode ever. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would top five episode 142, but it was definitely when I um got around to having what was for several years an incredibly good beer coaster uh we talked about frequently on the podcast um episode 142 we reviewed the stud book by monica drake yeah i i remember that review really well and i do remember the whatever happened to that coaster so in one of our later christmas episodes that was a gag gift from me to jesse so um, Jesse Lawrence, longtime friend of the podcast, is in possession of the uh, book, the Beer Coaster advanced reader copy of the Sud book that was in my possession for so long. It would be really cool if you guys were able to turn that into like a beer collectible. You, you guys <laughs> both like the fancy beers. Yeah, yeah. There's probably so, like like drippings and remnants on that book from many a very expensive beer. Just like fifteen thousand dollars worth of beer has sat on that soaking on in those pages. Book. Yeah, there's never been a book that's had more money spilled onto it <laughs> than, than that one. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. We did our first crossover episode that year too with This Is Horror, where we both posted the episode. Yeah. Do you remember what the the content of that was? No, not at all. I believe, and I could be wrong. I believe. That it was our crossover conversation about the movie The Lords of Salem. The oh, Rob that Zombie would movie. make sense. Yeah. Because that we had recently um, reviewed the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually the, the episode before the crossover was when we interviewed Brian Evanson, who did the novelization of Lords of Salem. So I think it was I think it was our crossover discussion of the movie Lords of Salem. I believe you're right. I do see what you're saying. I do see another moderate um disaster that happened um that year we reviewed the summer is ended and we are not yet saved by joey camo oh which was an enjoyable book but do you remember (laughs) do you remember what happened we got we got ditched i think it was the first time we were blown off by an author that was a weird one because we had a we had we'd made contact we'd asked for an interview we'd gotten a yes we'd had converse like communication back and forth and then when it came time to actually, you know, on the day of, it was just total silence. And we never yeah. heard from them after that. So that was a weird one. It was a weird one. And uh, I'm still not, I'm still not, like, Joey and I are still not speaking, just in case anybody was. <laughs> I mean, Nobody like, should be surprised yeah. by this. But, yeah, I, I hold grudges for uh, for a long, long time. Forever, apparently, so far, forever. As far as this podcast goes, forever. Yeah. I don't um, see that changing anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, around that time, like a week after that, was a big event for the podcast. Because, like, I think it was July 22nd was the actual release date in 2013 for the booked anthology. I think you're, uh, I think you're right. Yeah. So then mm. not, not long after that, we had the release party at the Galway Arms in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was August 3rd at 7 p.m. at the Galway Arms, 2442 North Clark Street, Chicago, Illinois. Are you reading from a poster? I might be reading from a poster. <laughs> <laughs> All 
our guests, the readers were Chris Deal, Joshua Allen Deach, Kevin Lynn Helmick, David James Keaton, Richard Thomas, and the MC for the night was who? Brayton Cameron. Skip Papersley. Skip Papersley, Brayton J. Cameron. That was a that was a cool event. That was a really cool event. That was the last time anybody was ever going to ask us to sign a book. First and last, I believe. First and last, yeah, that's very very true. Um, but yeah, again, a huge milestone for the podcast and something that was a, a, a ton of fun to do. Um, I don't know that I'd ever want to do it again. And so far, I've been successful. <laughs> Rob occasionally would threaten probably in like years, like four, maybe five. But then I think he gave up doing a hosting our own reading or doing no, a book? no, putting out a book. Damn it. I was going to do a fake announcement for the book anthology too at the end of this episode. <laughs> you could still listen. Yeah. You could still do it because at the end of the episode, we had to tell everyone how this is the last, uh, last episode of the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was cool. That was a nice milestone. We, we released a book and we had it. We had our own reading for it. We, we were, we had always been on one side of like the world of books and we had now we we're dipping our toes in the other side. That was cool. Yeah. We found out that it was no big deal to publish a book. Anybody could do it. Really, anybody could do it. Maybe not as good as we did. Maybe not. But yeah, it's uh, it was it was uh, it was it's something I'm still very very proud of. So I'm like super proud of this podcast, and then secondary, I'm like really proud of the book anthology. Totally. Yeah, that's it. Keep reading. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. through some other stuff that happened in the year, and like um. More readings. Uh, one of the things that happened was uh, we did kind of a cool thing when the Broken River Books uh, publishing thing first kicked out. They did uh, they released five books at once, right? That was their initial kind of stable of books. Mm-hmm. Like and we did four of them, if memory serves correctly. We, I believe, we did all five. And but the neat thing that we were trying to do is having a guest host, guest uh, reviewer for each one. I don't know if you remember that. We had a different guest reviewer for each episode. None of this sounds familiar. Yeah. So Gravesend by William Boyle was one. Triple X Seamus was one. Peckerwood was the one. There was, did we only do three? We did the whole, I thought we did all of them. No, there was my one. Scars. There was one that was a Seeming reprint that we didn't do. I don't remember what it was. No. Yeah, we did I remember, four of them at least. Yeah, I think it was four out of the five. And I think we we're going to do the fifth one, but I'll be honest, I, I cracked it open. And I, I thought, mm, I don't think this is for me. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did change directions on that. So. Yeah. Anyway, that was. But the neat thing about that was we like we brought on guest hosts for each one, like Adam from Oshkosh, a friend of mine and and a longtime kind of kind of sideline player for the podcast uh, guest reviewed with with us. I don't know if you remember well, that. Well, well, yeah, I, I do. Now that you say that, because I remember Jesse was on with us too. Yeah. Um, can you please though? So this is what I'm talking about for the listeners. Would you please use Adam from Oshkosh's um, actual his full title? Podcast? Yes. Adam whose legs don't work. Yes. Yeah. Adam whose legs don't work. Yeah. And for anybody who's new to the podcast, he came up with that name, not us. So stop, <laughs> stop judging us. <laughs> Stop judging Rob, really, is what it comes down to. I only refer to people by how they're introduced to me, and that's how he was introduced wow. to me. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was a that was a kind of a neat, different thing that we did. Um, uh, and then, yeah, we had a third anniversary episode. That's the first anniversary episode I see. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I we, we play with different things. So things have come and gone in this <laughs> podcast, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> Intro episodes, we only did a couple. 
we thought that was going to be a thing. Three authors. Um, we thought that was going to be a thing. And then I mean, we did several of them. I think we did like three or four of them. Yeah, we did several. Yeah. And then um, we kind of let that go. But then we had one where we had three authors on at the same time, which was ridiculous <laughs> and a lot of fun and a great episode. <laughs> but the, the, the guests, the send in stuff is is what um, I'm a little disappointed fell to the wayside. I mean, we started with Malaz Minutes. Oh, the Malaz minutes. Yeah, that was like yeah. solid year one stuff. Yeah, and then we had Skip Papersley, who was a longtime fixture, and Malik Tambali. Yep. And then we had uh, a, 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 AAA, A. Adam Otten, also from Wisconsin. Not to be confused, we believe that Adam's legs worked. His, as, um, far as, yeah, we, as far as we knew, working legs on that guy. Yeah, and then he just dropped off the face of the earth. We don't know what happened to him. We hope yeah. he's okay. I, I always think, all right, so I have a story about him, and... um. I don't think I've told you this, Livius. Um, I was thinking about him the other day. First of all, for for listeners who aren't familiar, who haven't gone back that far, um, that guy probably put more effort into like the one and a half minute things, like clips that he would send us, than we probably did in like the full episode that that clip would air in. For sure. Um, so he worked hard, and we I think we heaped him with praise. Like we were always very like thankful and you know like you know you know appreciative of what he did. But he never got anything out of it. It was just something he liked to do. Um, but then he kind of fell away. And um, one of the things that happened before he, he just kind of lost contact with us was uh, on Twitter for some reason at one point. I don't know why he chose Twitter as the venue. But he had sent me, and I actually almost want to bring it up just to like read you the exact wording. But he had sent me a message, like a direct message in Twitter about... My, he knew my birthday was coming up, and he I think he said he had something for me. This is like, I feel so bad. <laughs> Here it is. And it was probably because I kept complaining about, like, someone would send us a pie and, it would, and Livius would get the pie and I got nothing. Like, it was around that time where, like... I mean, that's fair. It Well, no, that's... I mean, the, the people send me stuff. You guys are always welcome to send me stuff. But, but like, fair would be I, I get part. You know what fair means. Mm, no, I'm not sure we have the same... At any rate, go on. So... He, he sent me a message on uh, a direct message on Twitter once. It said, um, I have secured for you a belated birthday gift. Where do I send it? Don't worry. It's not a severed head unless you want it to be. Uh, and then two days later, because I hadn't seen the message in time, two days later, I have a message that says, okay, but keep in mind that I offered. Are you the reason that he's no longer? <laughs> I don't know. Am I the I reason? Know. Did I did I scare him away by not uh, not responding to that? Here's what I'm going to say: A. Adam Otten, in the event that you're listening to this, you are always welcome as part of this family. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. So I could be the reason. It could be my callous lack of of checking the Twitter direct messages led to led to that. It could be the one. It could be the problem. It might be. I don't know where we're at. Where are we at? We were wrapping up. Uh, we were talking about the third anniversary episode on on April first, two thousand fourteen. So we're dipping into the fourth year, which is book heavy. More, it is book heavy. I mean, I see more readings, but yeah, we did uh, we did do a lot of reading that year. I'm sure that we were like reinvigorate, like we're going to read more books this year, <laughs> like we do every year, and that just doesn't happen. The New Year's resolution kind of approach. Yeah. What the yeah. hell is jackpot? Jackpot was a horror book that we read. 
Um, I think it was a horror. I think it was co-authored by multiple people. Um, kind of like that 65 Syrup Iron Road book. Mm. I think that might be a Shane McKenzie. Jackpot might be a Shane McKenzie. I think there was like four or five authors that um, co-wrote it, if I remember correctly. It was like, God, like, like no hardcore horror. Yeah. No recollection of this book. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a rough one, if I remember correctly. Episode two twenty two. Warning: Visiting this website might harm your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Something else we should talk about at the end of this episode. Yeah. That. <clears throat> um, but no, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to. It doesn't give me an option. There's there's no details because yeah there uh, there's not descriptions anymore. Why don't you just go to Amazon and search for the book jackpot? Hey, that would be a thing. I mean. That's what I would do if I were you. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing I want to point out, one of the, I'm going back a few episodes from where you are, Livius, but um, you, you shot right past, and I, I think I know why. The first time we, the first and only time we've reviewed a Rick Springfield book. <laughs> Magnificent vibration. <clears throat> a fucking excited, piece of garbage that was. As excited as I uh, get about some of the author interviews, the books I'm super excited about tend to not work out the exact same way. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that was not good. That was not good. Swollen Red Sun by Matthew McBride. Love that guy. Our first and only Dean Koontz review was in when this in this year. See, that just doesn't feel like it was that long ago. That was yeah. that was when you accused me of being a a big, a big apologist. apologist? Does that work? Oh, yeah. that's right. Because and then later on, not too far from then, didn't we talk to? Did we talk to Rob Roberge before or after we read that book? Because he was the one that was at a conference where Dean Koontz was actually being a racist right in front of him, and he got interviewed about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think I think it might have been before that. Um, just take a step back to jackpot. Yeah, you are correct. That was if the serial killer won the lotto. That's what it is, yep. That's what it was. Ugh, my memory is gone, completely yeah. gone. Swiss cheese brain. Um, so, Dean Koontz, racist, we got that. Ooh, episode 223, Supernatural Enhancements by Edgar Cantero, where you made fun of someone's haircut, and then they probably heard it. <laughs> because he responded about the review. Yeah, he definitely heard it, and then he got his haircut, which is even <laughs> he better. Got his haircut. See, we're changing lives. There's, we are. Sometimes yeah. we, we tell someone that their their um, Amazon bio is way too long. And they change and they, it. And they change it. Sometimes we tell someone, hey, get a fucking haircut. And they, and they cut and it. And they get a haircut. Yeah. yeah. So um, not only are we reviewing books, entertaining you guys, uh, but we are also, as Rob said, changing lives. Speaking of, Night in the Lonesome October we reviewed. That was our first throwback. I think that was specifically because you were just like pissing your pants at the idea of, of reviewing a Richard Lehman book. Well, that that was the month. That was one of the only times, I think, where we managed to pull off horror um, episodes. In October. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we say we're going to do it. And then we're like, oh, but we're going to read this kid's book or this romance mystery that came out. Um, but, yeah, we, we went pretty hardcore. Richard Lehman, God rest his soul. Um, wonderful author. And it's a wonderful book. It was a very good book. And then we had... I think this is the first time I'm seeing a holiday episode that's actually labeled that way. The Halloween Spooktacular. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Jesse and Amanda. Jesse and Amanda. Who were our um, our holiday team from 2014 all the way up to 2017. 
Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. When they showed up. When they all showed up. Uh, officially, I think we... Officially, we uh, we parted ways with Amanda Gowan um, Easter. Easter of last year. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'm going to point out one of the episodes that happened in, in this year was... The Last Projector by David James Keaton, and, and we, he was already mentioned, so I won't spend a lot of time on him. But one of the things that's special about Hold on. Here's what's special about that episode. 129 minutes. Which one? The The, the Last Projector. Yeah. We oh, had him out yeah. view it with us. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing. When we have David so it I think it was first Fish Bite Cops. Fish Bites Cop, which happened before Last Projector. But we have him on to review the book with us. Every yeah. time he comes out with a book, so we did it with the uh, Fish Bites Cop, we did it with Last Projector, we did it with Pig Iron, um, mm-hmm. we're going to do it with whatever comes, he has a collection, short story collection, we may, but we've probably already read and talked about most of those stories, so I'm not sure if that's going to actually happen or not, but one one thing that's special about David James Keaton episodes is he's the only author that we've ever had on to review the book with us, as the author of the book. Who else could we trust to do that? <sighs> I mean, the closest would probably be like, I could see us doing that with like SG Brown. He'd be a good sport about it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. But I think we should leave that to, to, uh, to David. Like we should reserve. Yeah. It's like a special honor. Yep. He, he earned it. Dude. Can you believe that bird box was three and a half years ago? No, not at all. Not at all. That's another one that seems like there are ones I clearly don't remember by their time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then there are ones I'm like, no, that was definitely not that long ago. That one was that long ago. That means so that we the first time we talked to Josh Mallardman uh, was was in December of 2014. That's forever ago. And yeah. it seems like he's like a new friend. Yeah. Yeah, so. I would have to agree. I'm sure we'll be talking to him again as he's got uh, two different books, I think, coming out this year. Yeah, and Barry Carroll's coming out. Yep, and I think that Goblin is going to be more widely available this year, too. It's already out, but I think it's going to be like a more wide release. Um, Yeah, I was talking to a friend of the podcast, Jesse Lawrence, and he might have a copy of Unburied Carol already. He might. That guy, listen, we review books, (laughs) 400 episodes, seven years, and Jesse always has books before we do. You know, I I only brought that up so that I could hear you rant about that. It's insane. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's insanity there's there's one there's exactly one distinguishing factor between him and us though he asks and we don't yeah that's true so should we have to ask and i'm not i'm not saying this isn't (laughs) this isn't one of those things where i'm like fake paying ourselves on the back you would just think that people would be like hey yeah yeah they're not you know they're not uh welcome to night vale or they're not the joe rogan experience or whatever but they get a bunch of people that listen that read books like we should just put books in their hands well, you would think so. You, one mean, would think. Someone's putting tons of books in my hand. They're just not books that I care about. I know. I know. That that lady, I'm just assuming it's a lady, is going to get fired because they're going to find out she's just, just sending out shit books to whoever she has on a mailing list without like any vetting <laughs> or whatever. They're going to be like, how many books have you sent this motherfucker? And he has reviewed exactly one. Right. What's the return on investment for this guy? This oh, laser? Like, It's like she's got a paper route and she just dumps them all in the dumpster. And they're always like UPS second day. So they're not even sending them like media mail. They're spending <laughs> right. like 10 bucks to get you a book that's, you know, like a $20 retail hardcover so yeah. that you can uh, hand them off to your neighbors or whatever you do with them. Oh, yeah. I give I give them away. 
actually the latest thing I've been doing with these review copies that that, that appear. Currently, they're in a big stack um, on on a, on a shelf, and I use them as my backdrop. I use the the pages side of the books, not like the the spine side, but like the pages side. It looks like a bunch of books stacked up, but you just see the pages. I use that as the backdrop for when I'm taking pictures of my beer bottles to like put on Instagram and stuff. <laughs> so, much like the stud book, <laughs> these review copies are, are experiencing a use that they were never intended for. Maybe this is why we don't get review copies, because people are like, fuck that, I'm not going to be the next stud book. <laughs> that could be. That could, yeah, Mallerman's like, I heard that episode. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Love that guy. Christmas yeah. extravaganza spectacular. Yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot more of uh, holiday episodes pop up. And like this last year, I, I think we, we really kind of broke the mold, right? Like five or something last year. Yeah, I was like, why can't we just do every holiday? <laughs> yeah, just every holiday. There's I so mean, much I, fun. Guys, listeners, you don't understand. We're going to message be like, how about a Groundhog's Day episode? I'm like, Groundhog's Day is like just a fucking Tuesday. Like, come on. Like, like we've got to keep this like four or five a year. But we have very enthusiastic um, co-hosts. And then to try and like sway Livia, so I'm like, what about Orthodox Groundhog's Day? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, well, if it's Orthodox. I don't know. Ah, man. Well, you know what? And I think part of that came out from, do you remember? I mean, for, for the longest time, every time there was a holiday, we would record. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're recording on holidays. Yeah. Yeah. We're recording on holidays already. Like that was a thing. I'd be like, oh, it's a, uh, how about uh Christmas night? Like nine o'clock. Can you do that? <laughs> so we clearly, we put this podcast above friends, family and everything else. We actually, um, cause I've been kind of reviewing some old episodes. There was one that we recorded on Labor Day one year and throughout the, it was like an hour and a half. It was a long episode. Throughout the whole episode, we kept at, at the beginning. We established a joke about how, like, we were thanking our veterans for for Labor Day. Because, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like some dummy somewhere had said that, and we were amused by it. And then throughout the episode, we kept like thanking the veterans for <laughs> giving allowing us to record on veterans or on, on uh, Labor Day. And now we no longer have any veteran listeners either. No, because we, there we was... started off. Yeah, we started off with a million listeners, and yeah. somehow over the course of the years, we've whittled that down to yeah. no women listen, no veterans listen, <laughs> nobody, no people of color listen, no people of color listen. That might be my fault. It's just Misty Bennett. She's the only one left. Yeah, yeah, and she has no color, but I guess she is a woman. Oh, she is a woman though. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But she's from Texas, which really, yeah. I mean, hmm. yeah, it's kind of doing that thing with my hand, like the scales, like uh, yeah. so. Uh, that being said, yeah. we love Misty, and that's why we offered her a permanent position as holiday co-host. Yeah, and I, yeah, and like now that it's so like, what like peeling back the curtain a little bit on the podcast and and how it in in connects with our personal lives. Uh, Je- Jesse Lawrence and uh, Misty are like two of my closest friends and we, you know, we hang out all the time. We talk all the time and stuff like that. So when they're on for like holiday episodes, it's like, Oh, I'm hanging out with, I'm doing an episode, but like my two besties are with me. So I think I kind of won a battle getting them on. Um, yeah, I would have to say, uh, I would have to say, yes, I am also a big fan of both of those people. I just like to say, it sounds like just, you like them. I like them a lot too. You're probably nicer to them. I am. am. And you guys spend too much time like, fucking talking to one another and messaging and stuff though i don't know how you stand it 
Well, and well, we, you know, we do. We just keep sending each other the same meme back and forth. This is what friendship is. <laughs> it's kind of like we keep watching the same movies over and over again. Oh, my God. All right. Let's barrel through these uh, last couple of years. What do you got? Uh, perfume. Patrick Suskind. We did that review in, uh, in early 2015. It's our second throwback episode and another excellent book. That's such a good book. That came up recently. But I don't remember how. I think it's because we were talking about books that didn't have a lot of, um, that were dense because they didn't have a lot of dialogue and stuff like that. Right. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, we've already talked about like, we, we've done a lot of like the, the big, big stuff. We, we did all like, we do lots of interviews. We do lots of readings. We have these special moments. I don't know. What do you, what do you got? In 2015 is when we started hosting Noir at the Bar Chicago. Oh, right. Um, which was a lot of fun, but also required a lot of driving and stuff to Chicago, which I don't yeah. like to do because yeah. I don't like to leave the house. Um, but I did, and we did, and we did a bunch of them and got to meet even more cool people. Um, it was a lot of time spent with Kevin Helmick in the car, which is, again, one of my favorite <laughs> things to do is to drive to Chicago with Kevin. Uh, who also has become, I mean, we didn't touch on it, but he was a year one person that we met um, at oh, the yeah. Sugar Cafe. Yeah, we went to Noir at the Bar in, um, in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. and uh, lives like 10 minutes from me. Yep. But I had to meet him in St. Louis, which was just bizarre. Um, but yeah, we still, we haven't uh, recently, because we don't see each other much in the wintertime. But yeah, I mean, as it warms up, I, uh, I have lunch with him uh, a few times a year. And I, it's something I definitely enjoy. And another, another great thing that happened because of this podcast. 20, yes, I'll agree. I was about to jump into another thing, but I want to acknowledge, I agree with you. <laughs> I like that dude. Um, 2015, in addition to Noir at the Bar, Brought, I'm looking at August and I'm like, hmm, interlude, 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 interlude. Christopher Moore, interlude, interlude. So I'm thinking uh, that was our first lazy summer of podcasting. Yeah. I, I, God, I hope you're right because I can't imagine what else would, would have happened. <laughs> yeah. You were never in like the hospital for a long period of time. So that, like, yeah. there's got to be an explanation. Actually, you'd probably get more reading done there anyway. Um, and so, like, that was our first, and, and I don't remember exactly what brought that. I think, were we burned out on reading books? Uh, probably. Was it just, like, I don't know. But anyway, there was lots of interludes. Actually, a couple of author interviews before that. Then we did the reading. Then there was a bunch of interludes. Yeah, so there were of... no books from June 30th till September 2nd. Yeah. And then there was... um Secondhand Souls, because it was like one of those where he's an author where he releases a book. We're going to read it anyway. So we just sure. make it make it a review. But then like we threw in the first I think I think this is the first non-holiday special episode that I can think of that wasn't an intro. Our erotic extravaganza spectacular. <laughs> and that was more a dare than anything. And I remember how this I, I listened to this episode yesterday. Uh, so I remember how this came up. I don't know if you remember like what caused this episode. <laughs> don't but you say things like i listened to this episode yesterday if you could see the look i gave the microphone because like why when, uh, like i'm looking at you i have to look at my microphone <laughs> like i actually looked and kind of shook my head like i don't understand what's happening but well, i was cleaning weird. around the house so i needed something to listen to sure so how did how did uh how did that come about i don't remember you're never gonna like it'll make sense when you hear it but it actually has to do with the hugo awards do you remember where the hugo awards are oh yeah the huggos yeah, yeah. yeah i remember 
So it was when you were being particularly anti-sci-fi. <laughs> we were talking about the Hugo Awards. And you said something about something to the effect of, I would rather read, I would rather review erotic fiction than <laughs> sci-fi. <laughs> and then someone challenged us on that. I can't remember who, or I can't remember in what medium, but they challenged us on it. And so that's what pushed us to do it. The The titles that we reviewed were, oh, I don't remember. It was Backdooring Deb the Brat. Backdooring the Brat. And then there and, were um, the, the Debbie Does Monsters, but it was the Alien one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It yeah, was the, the Fuck All Monsters series. Yes, yep. I think it's Debbie Does Aliens or Aliens versus Debbie or something like that. Can I just tell you, though, before we, we continue with that, you know how you said that I'd rather read erotic fiction than sci-fi? Yeah. You know how when you see someone on, like, Facebook shares a memory and yeah. that's a, just a still true above it? Just picture them <laughs> that that's what's happening right now. Still true. Still true. I don't know if anyone wants to challenge us to read more erotic fiction, but uh, definitely better than sci-fi. So it was Alien versus Debbie, an erotic adventure. Yeah. So those are the two. Um, and the... and. And actually, it's 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 funny. So we did the the Debbie one because we had already talked about in the past the the Debbie does Monsterland, mm -hmm. and um, so this was the follow up to that. But the the backdooring the brat was because, and I think I explained this recently. It was I got into a free Kindle book Facebook group when we were promoting the book anthology, and this popped up as one of the things one day, and I jokingly showed it to Livius, and then. Um, <laughs> listening to the episode it was something like you jokingly you kind of i think we were playing book chicken is what i called it at the time mm -hmm. where like we kind of challenge each other to do things and you jokingly said we should talk about it and i was like are we going to because i already read it <laughs> yeah jesus so yeah that was stuff. fun and we should definitely do another one of those this year random free erotic books <laughs> that come up in your <laughs> facebook feed so next time you, you get one or two um Let's 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 think about reviewing them because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I want to say that that lazy summer of podcasting ended powerfully because after doing an, uh, a review of Aftermath by Chuck Wendig that was with a guest Brandon Teets. That's not that's not the power I'm talking about. The following two episodes, two seventy eight and two seventy nine, were co reviews with guest reviewer Craig Clevenger. Yep. Another another highlight um in my book career. I love Craig Clevenger and anytime we can have him on is a is a good time to have him on. Looking back at that, so like I don't know if every listener is going to know like kind of Craig outside of his you might know his books but you might not know him on a personal level but like he has the type of intelligence and especially when it comes to writing where it's like, how in the fuck did I ever agree to be saying an opinion about the same book as Craig, like on an episode? Cause like, how did I not sound like a total dumbass next to him? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we did. Oh, maybe we did. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that the thing that I like about that though, is cause there's, there's a different insight. So I like to think that what we do is a different insight because I've listened to a few book reviews on other podcasts, uh, especially early on. And yeah. I'm not slighting them for this, but they sounded more like Craig. And I think we approach it more from just a couple guys that read books, which has always mm -hmm. kind of been our thing. So I think that um, we also offer some value in a different way 
um, not just to reviewers, but to, to writers, too, because we are the target audience. Yeah, that's true. So um, always cool to have him on. Always cool to I mean, look, he messaged us about a recent episode <laughs> and had some insight <laughs> that I was like, I, uh, how did we not see this? Like, yeah. and I was only half joking. I said, you know, where were you when, you know, when yep. we needed a, an interesting way to talk about this book? Um, and that's, uh, that's what I love about having him on. Also just a super nice guy too. I don't know why he puts up with us. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I hear from him again, I'm like, oh, all right. He still likes us. Cause I'm like, I'm worried that we're going to scare him away at one point, but he's, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's like a brother. He's definitely like a brother for sure. Yeah. Oh, 2016. Are we just going to keep going? <laughs> Yeah, at some point we're going to get tired of talking about this. Yeah, stuff. I'm tired of talking about it. I'll let you hit some highlights. Right. Um, yeah, I'm looking through the list and I'm noticing that we definitely ramp up um, holidays. I think it's any excuse to talk about some sort of holiday. Well, it's a low work. It's a low workload for us because that yeah. means we didn't have to read a 350 page book. Yeah. To do the episode. And they're a lot of fun. Like, that's where we. I'm not saying we're not relaxed when we're doing this, but we want to talk about relaxed. Um, listen to or even watch one of our holiday episodes on YouTube. And you can yeah. tell there's, although we prep a little bit and we come with some topics to talk about, or we watched a movie or a TV right. show or, or whatever. Yeah. It is uh, It is really, I, I, I always feel that we have a very um, relaxed sitting around kind of, you know, we, we censor ourselves a little bit. You should hear the terrible things we say before and after these podcasts. But then with uh, with those guys on during the holiday episodes, it's really just like hanging out at someone's house and having a few drinks and shooting the shit. We just do it kind of virtually. We should do that more. So here here's a fun fact about Booked that people might not realize. Um, it only it took me seeing the episode to to kind of put two and two together myself. But um, four hundred episodes, right? Yes. How many have you hosted? Um, all but one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. about this the other day. You will always, well, maybe not oh, always. <laughs> you're going to have to get me off of one of the episodes. Yeah, just to I was going to say, maybe not. I, was, I actually <laughs> thought about that. It was a few weeks ago. I think we were talking about this episode, like how it was coming up. And I was like, God damn it, he's always going to be one up on me. Okay, one ahead of you, because on episode 308, this was a first. I, uh, and, and, and it's totally, I kind of like snuck this one in, because the it wasn't planned. It was actually recorded just for the heck of it and and uh, you know jokingly we we're going to you know we we're saying oh we'll do this as a podcast but then one week we needed an episode and this was available episode 308 is the beer run with Rob and Ryan the marketing in- intern where it's 45 minutes of of him and I in the car just talking about stuff so that is the only episode to date that does not include Livius at all <sighs> oh wait no you did the intros and outros so you were on it Oh, I guess that's true. So, yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, I guess or, I hosted. So hosting, <laughs> I, I guess I hosted that one. Maybe you didn't host that one. Think about that for a second. Well, I think that you talked for way less on that episode <laughs> than I did. So, no. um, so technically you're on that one because you did. We did the intros and outros together. So I'm uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through episodes. I just want to touch on this because I didn't realize this um, far more recently. In October of last year, reviewed Scott Free which was the um, James Patterson book shot that was written by Rob Hart. I don't think I ever noticed that you put Rob Hart's name in all capitals and James Patterson's in lowercase. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude. That's, that's beautiful, my friend. <laughs> I don't think I noticed that. I, I, I listened to it. it. It shows as it's played. Yeah. Um, but it could have just been when I was on one of those things where Stitcher just plays right. the next episode because yeah. I listened to like the three before that, too. So, yeah, that was very intentional. I, that was very intentional. Um, it was very, very, very nice. What episode is that? 366. Nice. Just gonna, 34 episodes ago. I'm going to dip back a little bit um, because I want to point out that episode 309, our review of A Decent Ride, I believe, was our first ever Patreon select episode. It It was. It was. And that was a it was a it was a book that was chosen for us by he's been talked about probably more than David James Keaton so far in this episode. Uh, Jesse Lawrence. That was his Patreon select. And um, wait, did he guest review on that or no? I think it was just the two of us, right? Yep. Yeah. So the best thing to come out of that book was the competition. Oh, man. (laughs) For for books that Livius would like more than the last one. Yeah. Yeah. You are right. I don't know why people, I, I don't know, cater maybe isn't even the right word. I don't, they I don't fight know. fight for but, your affection. And you know what? I'm a really, like, I love everybody. I don't love everybody. The people I like, I love. And then fuck everybody else, basically. You um, fuck everybody more, else? But maybe. You're, you're far more accepting man. of people on a, um, on a wider scale than I am, I think. <laughs> But I think I like narrow my affection to fewer people. So, but they okay. get more. So, like the people that you approve of, it's an ex- it's a more exclusive group, is what you're trying to tell me. For sure. <sighs> wow. Well, maybe. I, well, that's not going to change for me. I'm stuck just being second fiddle. If, if if there's and it's so it's so common. Someone gets a gift for you. Someone sends you sends you a pie. Someone chooses a book for us to review. That goddamn pie was delicious. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Chooses a, rebu- a book to review based entirely on how much you're going to enjoy it. Nobody does anything special for me. Somebody, listen, someone offered to do something special for Rob so he can ignore your plea and then you can abandon the podcast forever. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, 2016 did bring the first ever two-part Holiday episode, so like we're like holiday episodes aren't enough. <laughs> we need one that spans two episodes. Yeah, I don't even know why we did it that way. It was just a super long conversation, I think, because it was the first one's an hour and seventeen minutes, and the <laughs> second one is forty-two minutes. Yeah. No, the second one's an hour and one hundred and twenty-three minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. That, oh, God that's what it. I have left. I, had, I guess I had played part of it. Yeah, 123 minutes, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Today, risen, risen today. Just for any Catholics that are listening, I want to acknowledge that I know this. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. And then, like last year, I, I, I don't think that there was was there. Oh, at some point, what was the first one? It was the in 2017 we had the time travel episode. That was new. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, the time travel episode. Book to that the future. Book to the future. I will say that when it comes to the naming conventions, um, although the hot seat never took off, you do have the naming <laughs> conventions. Like that's that's totally your thing. Well, I'm way more proud of the graphic I created for Booked to the Future than I am actually naming it Booked to the Future. Yeah, yeah, good stuff there. Yeah. Um, we also uh, 2017 was. Um, the Stoker Con. Yeah, Stoker. Which was a huge, huge. So 
amazing interviews, a great trip out to um, California. Um, we stayed in a house that was like less than a block away from the beach. Um, I got to meet Craig Clevenger um, for the first time. Yeah. I got to meet F. Paul Wilson. I mean, it was we got to see Stephen Graham Jones. I mean, there's a variety of great things on that. We got to blow off George R. R. Martin. Yeah, that was definitely the first time in the history of the podcast that we blew off George R. R. Martin. And note that Rob said the first time. First time. So, George, if you're listening, that was the first time. We're, we're his. We're his Jonathan Mayberry. <laughs> I'm going to send him a request on LinkedIn right now. <laughs> oh, no. I think I have another request on LinkedIn to deny. Speaking of. Uh, all right. The other thing. All right. So <laughs> aside from ditching George R.R. R. Martin, um, StokerCon brought us another first, which was um, an episode that is uh, a live, uh, uh, a full recording of a panel that we did as part of StokerCon. Yeah. We have not been invited to be on any other panels that I'm aware of, but um, we are accepting um, panel requests. Yeah. Um, all you got to do is fly us out there and put us up for the night. See, that's why they're not offering us panels. You probably, most... <laughs> well, they probably don't even have to do that, but I, it doesn't hurt to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to say no to that. Uh, I would take it. <laughs> the, the erotic erotic uh, literature convention wants us on their panel. Can you imagine? Look, so I, I'm, I'm saying this. I, I hope I'm not offending anybody. Can you imagine what the attendees at the erotic literature convention? Oh, <laughs> what my kind of God. crowd that fucking is? It's got to be like worse than a sci fi convention. Maybe worse. I yeah. don't know. No, definitely worse. You think? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm gonna worse. take you. I'm gonna take you to a sci-fi convention. We'll see if you have the same the same thought then. And then we go directly to the erotic, erotic. Is there erotic fiction conventions? I don't think that that's a thing. Oh, we're gonna find out. Are you gonna <laughs> we're, say, are we're you gonna get ourselves invited to one? <laughs> yeah, dude. All right, so hundred percent serious. If there exists an erotic fiction convention, that's our next convention. Yeah, there's not. At least right. the, the the search erotic fiction convention did not pull up. Well, anything. there's probably romance oh, wait, ones. Wait, wait for it. Oh, this web page though looks like it was made in 1986. I don't know if this is uh, romance writers and readers. It, it like in the in the embedded in the search result, like not the title. Yeah. It said erotic. So let me let me see if yeah, I can. It's probably keyworded or tagged or something it's like that. Eroticon. <laughs> no, are you serious? The seventh annual Eroticon. When and <laughs> well, where? All right, so um, it passed um, March seventeenth and eighteenth. So we're we're a couple weeks late. Uh, it was in England though, which is probably a little bit out of my travel area since Chicago is pushing it. Well, where's the uh, eighth annual Eroticon going to be? I don't, I don't believe that's scheduled yet. So yeah. Erotic only found one search result on the, on the. Oh no, hold on. No, that's <laughs> the same one. No, no, hold on. It's the same. It says there's a third one. Oh, hold on. Events no longer running. The Erotic Romance Rendezvous. Oh, that no sounds longer, great. No longer running. Yeah. All four of those people decided to go somewhere else. That rendezvous went wrong. It was a wrong debut. What the? What the fuck would we even do at one? An erotic convention? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm assuming we'd be kicked out. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, we'd go listen to readings and giggle. Like, I don't yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. yeah. 
We'd have we'd to panel. We'd, we'd be on a panel that's called like "You are all our fucking stupid" or something like that. <laughs> we'd be hecklers at a at a fucking reading. Yeah. We'd be terrible. We'd be the worst people, pretty much, is what we would be. StokerCon was a uh, was by and large a mess for us um, from a scheduling standpoint and stuff, but um, overall, uh, definitely a, a huge highlight, if not the highlight of last year. I'll agree. StokerCon was definitely better than the mythical creatures episode <laughs> yeah 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 and the, and the yeah. longest lazy, <laughs> the longest lazy summer of podcasting ever yeah rob decided to move himself to california um for a few months and then uh yeah i mean our, our output was just garbage well you had like computer problems and computer problems for like a month and a half too. yeah, yeah. So, um, but we're back and we've been, uh, we've been, we've been pretty good. We've been pretty good this year. Yeah. So 2018 we've got, you know, I think we've done an episode a week solid and quite a handful of books, like seven or eight books. So absolutely. And, uh, in our seventh, going into our eighth year now, the end of our seventh year, um, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to, to do what we've been doing. I don't anticipate big changes for the podcast this year. No, we well, there, one thing that we tried a little bit of a different approach on would be we did our first an evening with Seth Harwood, where mm-hmm. the entire focus was not uh, such a structured question and answer kind of situation, but more of a like a casual discussion, which went very good with him. Not not quite as good with, good with Nick Corbin. There's a little bit more bumps there, but but I think it's a. I think it's a, a different approach to interviewing that could could go somewhere. I agree. I like that format, and um, I, I think so. I'm, I'm in my head. I'm like calendaring for the next couple months. I imagine that May, if not April, May will bring another one of those. Uh, our, our third attempt at an evening with. Yeah, and it depends on like so. The nice thing about Seth Harwood is uh, even though he had new things that had just happened, like um, the Patreon is something that he's only been doing a little while now and stuff like that. So he had stuff to promote, like his Maltese Jordan's uh, uh, book that's being syndicated through Patreon and stuff. Um, He it wasn't a specific release of a product that he was coming on to promote. And so that made it more casual, like Nick Corpon, we talked about. We talked to him right after Queen of the Struggle came out, so it was much more mm-hmm. of like part of a promotional cycle. So I think that might have had something to do with the difference in the tone of the interviews. Like Seth Harwood was just chill, but like that guy, I feel like anytime is is just kind of chill. So that could be part of it too. Absolutely. Yeah. Are we done talking about the previous seven years? Yeah, we want to talk about the next seven years. Let's talk about the next seven years. So uh, in twenty 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 one, I'm kidding. Um, the other big change this year, which really shouldn't be much of a change on the listener side, is that we are uh, we're we're, uh, <laughs> we're we're going to relocate the podcast. I guess is the best way we can put it, right? So, yeah, um, you guys heard it a little earlier. We've had some um, listeners mention that sometimes going to our website is reported as not safe. And I'll tell you what happened to me tonight. I opened up our webpage um, earlier in thoughts that I might want to look at something, and then I wound up just typing in a search for our webpage and that's when, you know what I mean? So I was trying to go to a specific episode versus our front page. And that's when, uh, when that came up. So Rob has been diligently at work, um, relocating the podcast. It won't be any different for you guys. You'll still be able to hear it in the same places. There are some questions regarding the first couple hundred episodes. So in the event that you're trying to create 
an archive of podcasts from booked um go back and download all of them um we're not sure yet if yeah, those will still be widely available um I'd, I'd like to discuss a way that that could happen <laughs> but we're not sure logistically if that's the the right thing to do yeah we're not gonna be mad if we see a whole bunch of downloads all at once either so uh we are not problem. I'd like um, to welcome our like five new listeners because we did have a f- couple of like full catalog downloads yeah, over yeah. the last week, five to ten um, people I have to assume are new. That's a lot of so, episodes. There's a lot of downloads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of downloads. So um, um, anyway, if you're new, welcome. And if you've been here the whole time, hey, thanks. I don't know. I'll say it like a heartfelt thank you. Yeah. And really, there's going to be no change at all. Uh, for anybody who's currently getting the podcast, you'll get it in all the same ways in all the same places. It's really like a logistical thing for like where things are host, like on the back end, things are hosted and things like that. Um, it's also significantly, unless some, unless there's some hidden thing that we're not aware of, it's going to save us a lot of money doing this. So, um, why, why not, why not take the Patreon money and spend it more carefully, more thoughtfully, right? So not be so wasteful. Yeah. Yes. I, as as the as the uh, booked accountant. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So speaking of Patreon, we've got this Patreon thing, and everybody's got a Patreon now. But I want to say that like, I, I we were one of the first pay- podcasts that I'm aware of, that you know, in the sphere of of my world, that um was using Patreon. Um, so we've been on there a long time, and like some people have been with us there the whole time. Some joined up early and dropped off. Some only recently started giving us, you know, a little bit of a contribution. Thanks to everybody who has over the years. Um, it's greatly appreciated. I think we're going to go through and kind of refresh um, our, our giving options and and the things that you get out of it um, soon. There's probably going to be kind of a reapproach to merchandising. So we're kind of doing an overhaul of a lot of like the foundational things about the podcast just to make it. Fresher, more up to date, and ooh, just attacking my microphone. Um, fresher, more up to date, um, and and things that make sense of what's going on now. Absolutely contribute so we can buy Rob a microphone shock absorber. Well, I mean, I attacked the whole arm. I was just oh, punching the hell out of it. Yeah. Fucking swinging yeah. your arms around, talking about you're very passionate yeah, I get very, about like, Patreon. I gesture a lot. I did it again. I gesture yeah. a lot when when I'm and it doesn't make any sense because no one can see it. But like you just do it, you know. So, so I look I look at my microphone when yeah. I'm really trying to talk like very like seriously to you. So I understand. Yeah, um, yeah it's been it's been a wonderful seven years, um, a terrific 400 episodes. Um, but you know, I already kind of thank the listeners. I want to thank them again for um, for listening for for keeping us going week after week. I want to thank all the great guests we've had over the years. Um, I want to thank all of the weird contributors that have come and gone. <laughs> so, like, you yeah, know, <laughs> you know, it's it's all of you guys have helped make this podcast what it is. But I could have never done it without Rob. So my biggest thank you this time, not to the listeners, Rob, but to you for all the hard work you put into this, all the thoughtfulness and uh, for putting up with me, quite frankly. Oh, well, thanks. It's been uh, did we ever do like the sappy, the sappy side of our story publicly? I mean, we could do it again. We do whatever we mm-hmm. want. Yeah, I, it's been the podcast has in itself been a life changing experience for me. Um, just in in like you're a, like when you, you're a person and you need to know who you are and what you're about, but then also it's it's allowed us to have life changing experiences too. So like. Mm-hmm. Who I am seven years ago versus who I am now are two entirely different people, and it's all because you and I chose to do this. 
And yeah, so huge thank you right back. I wouldn't be the fucking amazing, handsome, like incredible guy I am now. <laughs> That's this is all true. Listen, without, I knew, without I knew Rob over seven years ago and he was nowhere near as handsome as he is yeah, now. I got way handsomer. The podcast made me handsomer. Yeah. Maybe it's just being near you. Are you doing some weird like Romanian blood thing and I don't know about it? Oh no, God, right. no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm letting myself go to shit because that's what old oh. age is all about. Yeah. So I just look better next to you. I you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the ugly uh, the ugly friend at the bar. Oh, dude, am I like Dorian Gray and you're the painting? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Oh God, maybe that's where. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I beat myself up, and you you just look worse and worse for it. I like that. Exactly. So um, that's all I've got. This went longer than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Thanks for seven years. We're going to dive Thank into our eighth year uh, next week. <laughs> Probably with not something. with a book review. Yeah. I mean, we don't even know. We, we, know. we got this far. This is as far as we've made it. So maybe, um, we'll take a, maybe we'll take a turn and just start doing ghost hunting or something. Oh, that would be something you might hear next week on the podcast. <laughs> um, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. Thanks for seven years. Thanks for 400 episodes. Until next time, I'm Livia Snedden. Now I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading. Oh, hey, weren't we supposed to do calls and stuff? Nah, we'll do them next year. All right.